Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the TNT Podcast. As always, it's your boy, Tyler Layfield, joined by my co-host and upcoming uh, 1-0 pro fighter, uh, Torres Finney. How's it going, Torres? I'm doing good, Tyler. What's going on, brother? Another day, another dollar, baby. You're ready to go into this new year, so it's going to be a good time. Oh, yes. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah. And, you know, getting ready for it here myself. Uh, we got a lot coming up, you know, New Year's Eve. You know, uh, I'm going to be I know I myself am going to a little get together. But, you know, I'm, what I'm going to be doing, I'm going to be watching. We're going to get into that here soon, watching the uh, some of these college football playoff games. But uh, one thing I wanted to kick off the show with, man, and this this is recent developments. I know it was here just this past week um, where you really started pushing this. But your upcoming fight on uh, February 19th, you actually have tickets on sale. I done went out and got uh, myself and my dad some. That was my Christmas gift over to him. I know there's some other folks out there that have went and done the same thing. Uh, man, it looks like these things are selling pretty good right now. I mean, tell us a little bit about this and what people should know before they go and purchase these tickets. Well, for one, yes, the tickets are doing well. Uh, I'm currently – y'all need to get your tickets if you can. Uh, do not know the timeage of when those paper tickets will be flowing through in Macon or Jones County. So uh, if you can get online and get your tickets as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, as also as well, um, uh, they're seated and then they're standing tickets. So there's two separate tickets. Uh, seated tickets are 75 standing tickets are 45. So uh, we tried to push for a bigger venue, but this is what we can, uh, this is the hand we're dealt with. So we got to make the best of it. So, Exactly. Hopefully, my uh, our first time making this is huge. As you know, hopefully, you never know if there's another time. So we sure are gonna have to take advantage of this one. But yeah, man, excited for this. I'm excited for this fight. Uh, I'm fighting a, a guy named Wesley McCracken. Uh, McCracken, he's got four professional fights. He's one in three. Um, but please, I mean, in MMA, this is a completely different sport. Record means nothing in this sport. Um, it surely doesn't. Uh, so. Uh, his three losses, two have came by uh, stoppage in between the round because of cuts. And one of the yeah, fights he was saw that one. I saw one of them. Uh, the other one he lost, uh, he actually, I mean, he got TKO. But, I mean, he was 4-0 as an amateur. So, uh, you, you cannot, and he trains at, he trained at two high-level gyms, a.k.a. Uh, that's where Daniel Cormier and Habib and all those boys used to train at, Islam Makachev, Darren Williams, mm-hmm. Darren Wynn. And then now he's trains at uh, uh, Upstate Karate uh, with Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, Ray Thompson, all those boys. So uh, a lot of located? those boys. Uh, Simpsonville, South Carolina. South Carolina, okay. So he'll be he'll be uh, a lot of those boys will be there right behind him in this corner because uh, those Upstate Karate guys they travel big. So it's gonna be good. Him at Weston Wilson, uh, I know about all those guys. So they 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 will be there. They're tough. He's he's a tough cat. Uh, former Marine. Uh, he's tough. I give him that, uh, but I do know uh, skill level. I am uh, on a much higher level than him, uh, but he, he's, he's got experience. He's been in the cage uh, more times than I have, so yeah. I have to take that into account. So it's going to be a good fight. I'm excited. Uh, that's a really good, tough test for a first fight. So uh, I'm excited, and I can't wait, man. No better place to do it in front of my hometown. So really? uh, we'll go 
going. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you you sent me over like I, I texted Torres. I was like, you know, who who is it that you're that you're facing? Um, you know, I looked him up. Like I said, I saw one of those videos of him. Uh, yeah, he got cut up pretty bad, but the dude, like you said, he is tough. And then I saw the one where uh, that Torres sent me, and it was um, a head kick for a knockout, which was pretty. Pretty, pretty nasty little kick. I mean, the dude didn't really defend it well, but um, it, it looked pretty nice. I'm not going to lie. So this, this should be, I ain't going to lie to you, this could be your biggest challenge uh, as of yet. You know, this could really be it. It could, um, be, it could, it could be my biggest challenge yet. Uh, uh-huh. it, it's fun to see uh, what it brings to the table. But uh, <laughs> uh, I'm excited. You know I'm what excited. I'm ready to see too. You know what I, I've been, I've been, you know, going. I've been trying to tell towards this, and I'm sure pr- plenty others have us, us backseat uh, UFC fighters that like to tell Torres, you know, what he should do or what he shouldn't. I'm, I know when he was doing his amateur fights, I was always like, dude, why aren't you throwing? Why, why aren't you throwing elbows, man? Why aren't you trying to slice these guys up? You know, he's like, you can't, man. You can't do that in the amateur. So now he's pro fighting. It's all yeah. His- Look, man, he's he's allowed to do this now, so I'm ready to see Torres throw some bow. I'm allowed to do it all. Bow elbows will be in my arsenal now. Yes, sir. Knees to the head will also be another thing. Um, and there's a lot of things I have been working on. Uh, man, it's, it's a part of my now. Uh, there's so many openings that is that are there that I could do in amateur fights. Um, now. You give me some of those same positions, uh, you see, you you we will see more finishes uh, from a lot of those different positions. Um, plus, not only that, uh, my jujitsu is getting so much better. Um, I man, uh, that's why I'm really confident. If uh, I'm confident on the feet, you know, against him, I'm also I'm confident because I mean, to me, he's he's good. He does some good things, but a lot of his stuff is very uh, telegraphed. Uh, so uh, I'm confident in that area and i'm really confident on the ground whether we're wrestling whether we're doing jiu-jitsu or whether it's just ground and pound mm-hmm. so um i'm ready i'm ready in all aspects uh so i just gotta train get ready for these five rounds uh, i mean not these five rounds these five minute rounds yeah, uh, yeah. fight as a pro now uh so got the strength and conditioning coaches for that uh aspect but i'm ready to fight man i am okay. i'm ready to fight I'm ready to get this thing going and it's it is three five minute rounds correct Three five-minute rounds. Yes, sir. And are you going to be main event that night? No, I'm actually the co-main event. The main oh, event is going to be Quit and Cold Pepper. He is uh he lives in Macon. Uh he is uh, currently a uh, four and one as a pro. He trains at Rush MMA, and that uh, he literally is going to be fighting in the gym. He trains at so Seriously. that's a big opportunity for him. There's a big main event: Mike Wilson versus Quit and Cold Pepper. Cold Pepper. Mm-hmm. So that'll be a fun fight. Uh, but Quit. Quinn has already beat two UFC fighters currently already early in his career. Um, those guys went on to continue, you know, they're fighting in the UFC right now, like Jonathan Pierce. But uh, another the other one, he's not in the UFC no more. But the thing is, Quentin couldn't get fights. He was a uh, uh, a guy that's like high commodity, meaning people don't, you don't want to take a risk on a guy like that with that low of a record. Uh, they're basically the same thing a moon is ran, ran into. Yeah. Uh, they don't want to fight a guy like a moon. Uh, he's only two and up, you know, it, it's not worth it. Uh, because his record doesn't give them status, but his skill is so much better than his record. Yeah. So, a lot of guys not accepting that fight, and uh, you know, and that comes from having a good management team as well. Right. But 
I mean, man, uh, Quentin is starting to get back on his uh, tails. He's currently 4-1. and one, So that'll be a really good main event. So I'm excited. And Quentin has sold a uh, – I mean, I know I've taken up all the tables, but the yeah. other tables that are only left is quitting. So it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And while you're speaking about that, I think there's like, what, three tables left? So uh-huh. like Torres said, you know, the paper tickets, we don't know when the things are going to come in. So if you actually want a table, uh, you need to go and get those ASAP because there's literally only three left. And uh, uh, like like he attested, um, you know, there's a front row. I think the front row seated is hundred dollars. Yeah, those those ones are a, a little bit more, and then the ones behind them, um, like he said, those are seventy five, and then you got standing room that's forty five, right? Forty. So you you got some options to choose from. Um, the the website you can get them from Torres. I know he's posted these just about everywhere. I've I've shared them. I've um, you know retweeted them. Things like that. Um, real easy website to use. So if you're one of those people that, you know, you're, it's kind of new to you. It's really pretty simple. It's, it's pretty self-explanatory and you can print these things out as soon as they email them to you, you can print these things out. So if you're one of those people, you don't like, you know, having it on your phone, you don't want to screenshot, you don't want to have it on your phone, then you can just, um, easily go, you know, maybe email it to yourself or, you know, go to that email, print it out and you're Gucci, you're, you're good to go. So, um, really not that bad. One other thing I will mention when you're going through that purchasing process, uh, make sure you go and put down the fighter that you are going to see or the, the fighter that you're supporting as Torres so that he uh, gets his proper dues uh, with that. So uh, we want to support the dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? I said that's how I make my money. So y'all help me go. out. There you go. It's, that's how you got to do it, man. So, um, man, we're real excited. If you guys want to, you know, like I said, go check out that link. Uh, if you want to look up um, Wesley McCraven, you know, check him out on YouTube, see what Torres is going against. You know, the, I'm excited, dude. We got so many people behind Torres that are they, – they've been screenshotting it, sending it to us, and showing us that they bought theirs. So, man, it's, it's going to be it's going to be fun. A lot of friends of the show are going to be there, uh, funny enough. So, this is going to be a good one. I'm, I'm thinking about, like, maybe even getting, like, a, a vlogging kit or something like that and trying to do some vlogging while, <laughs> while I'm there or something, man. I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited for this, man. It's, uh, it's going to be great because you get an opportunity to, like, you know, actually, a lot of people haven't been to real-life fighting. I have not. So um, that, that's been something a lot of people isn't used to. Hmm. So it, it's a, it's an experience in itself. A lot of people don't understand, but it is an experience in itself. And the fights, man, they just they they don't they don't know. Uh, they never done it before. And uh, I've had like the twins, you know, their their parents. They had all came to a fight, and they said that man, that was they their 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 uh, blood was rushing, like the energy in that place. You you know, you're gonna feel it, and you're gonna be like as if you're in the cage fighting, man. You. You you just so excited. Um, it's fun, man. Y'all gonna you got y'all gonna really enjoy the atmosphere. You're gonna really enjoy the atmosphere. So, sure. um, but like I say, I don't I don't come. I'm gonna come to put on shows. I come to dominate. So there you go. Uh, hopefully y'all uh, get the show in my domination. So that's the that's the goal. So yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, um, <clears throat> like we kind of prefaced here earlier in the show, you know, we were talking about the New Year's festivities, bringing in the new year. I talked about how I was going to a, a little get together, you know, and um, of course, having a little fun, you know, celebrating the New Year's with some people. But, you know, what we're going to be doing, we're going to be watching some college football as well, man. And, um, you know, with that, we got the CFP, the college football playoffs. 
Uh, 3.30 on New Year's Eve day, uh, we actually got number four Cincinnati going against number one Alabama. Alabama coming in as uh, a favorite of 13 and a half points. So obviously people think that Alabama is going to be able to, to win this one, you know, pretty handedly. Um, I mean, we're looking at this one. We kind of talked about it real briefly with, uh, with Jacob and Kobe, you know, when, when the college, college football playoff rankings came out. Um, I still stand where I was at then, man. I, I don't want to – I'll give Cincinnati enough credit to where I'll say that they'll probably try to play this one pretty close early on. I think they'll maybe be able to pull some things out of their butt, you know, as far as um, maybe trying to keep the, the score close. Um, I know they got some pretty good players on that team overall. They've been able to run the ball really well. Desmond Ritter hasn't quite played up to the potential I thought he was capable of this year. I mean, he's, he's been a good game manager. Um, they don't want to put the game solely in his hands, though. They like to run the ball a good bit. Um, he is a little risk-averse. But then on defense, their defense has been pretty solid, and that's something that's kind of gone under the radar. They, they've been a pretty good defense this year, even though I know they they let in a good bit of, bit of points that last game of the year. Um, they got some good players on that back end. I was actually scrolling through Twitter today. I saw they had a really good defensive back um, who's one of the top in the nation. So will he be able to – uh, they got two of them. Go ahead. Oh, they got two of them. Okay. Yeah, two. Yes. Uh huh. So Cincinnati, you know, about their defensive backs, man, and uh, I think that's where their defense is. That's the strong point of their defense. Mm-hmm. They're gonna um, need that. <laughs> they're gonna need that. <laughs> they're gonna need that. They are gonna need that. Because so, Jameson Williams, dude. I'm just. I, that's uh, the first thing that popped in my head was, uh, are they gonna be able to cover that dude? Because I know we weren't able to. But hey, may, maybe they will. But what do you? How do you see this game kind of going about? So this is a tough question. In a way, it's not. Uh, I want to give Cincinnati their due diligence, their their props. Uh, they are a really good team. Uh, I do believe they are a top ten team in the entire country. Yes, I do believe that. But what I am going to stop it and say, do I do I believe? They're one of the four best teams in the entire country. I do not. Mm-hmm. But because of the scheduling, because of uh, how it's uh, basically the rules of how college football playoff works, they, they made it. But for them to make it, and they, they look, all these non-Power Fives, uh, I mean, all these non-Power uh, Five schools, these group fives, they all wanted to say, give us our chance to get in the playoffs. Okay, well <laughs> – we gave you the biggest beast of all. <laughs> I mean, real. you didn't get it. I mean, like, you literally get the person that has been beating everyone's tail. So, Cincinnati is going to be playing with an incredible chip on their shoulder, man. I'm telling you, man, it's going to be like, seeing these guys play, man, they're going to play way above their heads. But then it's going to get to a point to where there's, there's levels to this, man. Mm-hmm. And first quarter, you might say, oh, man, Cincinnati, you're doing something. Okay. Okay. They, they yeah. might score a touchdown on the first drive. Oh, oh, oh wait yeah. a minute. Oh, oh, oh. Hey, all the people on Twitter and Instagram, I told you, they can play with the Power Five schools. Ah, ah, ah. And then you got to remember, there is still 46 minutes left in the game. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then that's when Alabama get going. And we'll go from Cincinnati being up seven to nothing or three to nothing to Alabama being up 21 to three, 28 to three, 
real fast. Um, I do not, even though I understand the DBs for Cincinnati is top tier, I do not believe they can stop Alabama's offense. Uh, I do not, I do not see them get pressure on Bryce Young like that. And if they do, I'm going to be highly pissed because that means Georgia, what the heck is going on? But I, I don't see a Nick Saban team playing down to an opponent in the playoffs. If this game happened in the regular season, yeah, probably, probably could say something like that. You can make up something like that. But in the playoffs, this is not happening. They're not going to play down to their opponents in the playoffs when they know they have a shot at a national championship. Not a Nick Saban coach team. Yeah. It's not happening. So let me go ahead and take this now. Uh, Alabama is giving me the over on the 13 and a half. Yeah, you got them Give covering them. that pretty easily. I got them covering that, yes. Yeah, yes. I can't help but kind of – Kind of think the same thing too. I mean, uh, made the mistake of going against them, you know, with Georgia, and uh, we saw how that one kind of played out. And I'm I'm not gonna even come close to that with Cincinnati. Cincinnati, it was good for you guys to make it here, but like you said, man, uh, be careful what you wish for because uh, you know what you're gonna get. It may not be what you what you wanted. So I mean, you get the opportunity, sure. But uh, look who you're going against, man. The level of competition is just something else. And from the sound of it, um, it looks like it sounds like Alabama is still trying to play that underdog narrative, which don't quite understand. I mean, I, I like it. You know, you're trying to keep your yourself in check. But let's be real. Were you guys ever really an underdog? I mean, come on now. I mean, I know they weren't favored against Georgia, but I mean, you got Will Anderson out here saying uh, they people still doubting us. Who is doubting you? Who who, who is doubting? Who is doubting you, dude? Like, like, what are you even talking about? That you literally, like, I know y'all lost that one game, but I mean, you're just coming off of beat number one Georgia. Who is really doubting you? That's just that's just bullcrap right there. I mean, I, I understand that he's trying to keep himself motivated, but that's that's that's, that's all it is, Tyler. Because that's that's like when Michael Jordan is four or five rings in and saying, "Y'all doubted me, mm. dude." Who is down you at this point, dude. It's like Brady, you're down me. Who, 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 Brady? Who's down you, bud? Yeah. Now, there are some people that is down Brady. Like, oh, he's getting. They keep saying he's too old. And there are people doing that, but come on, man. Like, let's be real. Feel we know at this point. Seriously, we know. At this point, I thought. I mean, I should have learned my lesson to doubt Nick Saban. Watch. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you got to – I mean, at this point, I'm never down no more because I, 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 don't, I don't. Dude, there's, there's sometimes where an upset has to happen for you to see it. Yeah. You, it's hard to predict the upset on a dynasty or to predict the upset on teams that constantly keep doing it every single year. Yeah. This is it, – it's, it's hard to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, like, it's so much of an outlier. I, I love when people like to – Make up a case for, uh, you know, let's say uh, like like New England. You know, it's like, oh, well, look at all the Super Bowls that they lost. They lost to the Giants twice. They lost to the Eagles. Yeah. Well, uh, you you picked out the outliers, man. Because I'm telling, I'm willing to bet they were the favorites in those. And look at all the Super Bowls they won around those years. You, you can't you can't do that. I mean, mm-hmm. like, yes, everybody get upset when Alabama lost to Ohio State in the first round. When Alabama lost to Clemson, you know. You probably, I bet a lot of those people were like, oh, Alabama was going to win. The only time I didn't think Alabama was going to win was that year with Trevor Lawrence, and they were – I mean, that Clemson team was really good. Yeah. That Clemson, 
really freaking good. They were really freaking good. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts, when you know that year, I think it was 2007, 18, 19, one of those years, 18. But that yeah, Clemson, 18. 18. But that Clemson team, that's the only time I was like, okay, I do not think Alabama's going to beat these boys. They did look that good overall. Mm-hmm. But besides that, man, like, I don't see it. I don't see. If I had to be honest, man, I, I don't. I don't see nobody really beat Bama, dude. Mm-mm. You know, I mean, I, I really, I, even 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 your team, Georgia, man. I'm, keep I'm it real. Keep it real. Uh, Tyler, I'm it's okay to this. say it. It's okay to say it, dude. I'm Tyler, I think you know. You know when I told you I haven't learned my lesson. I don't think I learned my lesson too well. Here's why. And you, don't please, I know, please. But Tyler, Georgia playing Alabama a second time. Okay. It it no, don't you block your head. <laughs> listen, just listen. <laughs> listen, look, look, look. It it look, it get I, hey, I'd rather for us to get beat like that in the SC championship than to get beat like that in the national championship. Okay? You're right. I'm it gives us an opportunity. We saw what they brought to the table. Yeah. They they legit, I, I, I'm going to tell you like it is, Alabama hit us with their best shot. Big time. They did. Yeah. They hit us with, our, with their best shot. Everything went right. Everything went right for them. While everything possibly for us went wrong. We got in the red zone four times and didn't come away with any points. Okay? So what I want people to understand is, yes, Alabama beat us. They beat us significantly single-handedly. Yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. But I do believe that this next, if they do play in the national championship, this game will be much closer. And I do believe it gives us a chance. A chance. What chance? What percent chance? It goes up uh, 30%. So you give a 30%, 30% chance. 30% chance to win. I, 30% chance. Okay, we can beat well, out. see, I'll take that over you saying that, um, you know, you think they end up winning. So, I mean, I'll give you that much. I, I can agree with you on that then. I, I'll give, I, I can, I'll give I, us a puncher's chance. I'll get, that's what I'll do. I'll give us well, a see, you, I mean, you heard what Todd Muck, I mean, what uh, our offensive coordinator said. Yeah. He said, we can win the national, we can win the national championship with Cincinnati. minute. Now, I, I know you probably don't believe that. No, it, I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm not. I, I, I'm actually, I, I believe that same thing. Well, you know, what you have to do is, like I told you, follow the flow chart. You know, so the first question is, did our defense come to play? Is our defense going to play top tier? If yes, Stetson is a good quarterback. If no, we're going to lose. It all hinges on the defense, man, and especially not even just the defense, but more specifically the front front seven. You know, the front seven has to be able to get to the quarterback. When we actually got to Bryce Young, we actually started doing somewhat decent. We actually had some success. If we can do that and we can make the game how we want to make it, if we can manipulate this game to be how we have played games this whole entire season, then, yes, Stetson could be the quarterback to get us a, a national championship. Now, if we go out there and we start playing 10 yards off these wide receivers, if we start only just rushing four um, or sometimes even five, um, you know, we're not we're not coming away with this one with Stetson at the at the quarterback position, man. It would have to be JT. If this turns into a high scoring game for Alabama, you're going to have to have JT. Stetson is not a come from behind quarterback. Essentially, this team, how we play is kind of like I hate to make this this, uh, you know, this this bit of a comparison, but. 
you know, our team essentially is kind of like um, your, your army, your, your uh, you know, old school Georgia Techs. When they run that triple option, you cannot get behind. You cannot get behind in a game and expect to and expect to win running that kind of offense. I think it's just like that with us. We cannot get two scores behind or, and expect to come or, back. Or you're right. You can't get two scores behind, or you can't get you can't get off your game plan just because you get behind. Yeah. Because that's what we were running the ball so effectively, Tyler. We were, we were. And then we go down 10 to 7. That that was the score. We went down 10 to 7. And it was like, oh my God, we're down. All hands on deck. Red alert. All hands on deck. Push the push the alarm. Yeah. We got a back and wait. Like we got a like, dude. Yeah. We only down by three. Stay to the game plan. Mm -hmm. Don't get in this. Let me uh oh. Bryson just threw up a long touchdown pass in two plays. Well, since it's your turn. No. We can't match that. We can't do that. Match it's gonna it's gonna cost you, and it surely cost us because now when you do that, it doesn't give that defense. And I understand, yes, I know I love our defense, but man, what break did our defense have? We going out there throwing the ball on every play, not getting no time taking off while Alabama getting the ball back. Boom! Oh, oh this defense ain't got no rest. We're just hot heating up. Mm -hmm. That's why the score went from ten to seven to twenty four to seven. Yeah. That's why it went like that real fast. Yeah. <laughs> like, man. You yeah. know, so it, it you're right. I mean, it's just we we can't afford to to have our defense not show up again. And um, really, I think we learned our lesson. I would like to think we learned our lesson. Hopefully, we learned our lesson. Um, but this whole little experiment they did with William Poole at the safety position. That why would we change that right before the Bama game? Why did we change our whole philosophy? Literally, we, we ran our defense one particular way this whole season. That's get after the quarterback, and we go totally against that in the biggest game of our season. So, um, hopefully, we can, hopefully we can we can redeem ourselves on it. We'll see. So, with, with that being said, you know while we got it on the Georgia conversation, I know we like to jump to that quite often, but. Uh, Georgia has their game that same day, uh, that evening. It's at seven thirty. Uh, PM, you got UGA, and they are favored by seven and a half against Michigan uh, in the Orange Bowl. So, Torres, I'll let you start this one up, man. What do you see with this one? Well, this is going to be a really interesting matchup. Sadly, I will not be able to watch as much as the game as I want. Uh -oh. um, I'll be I'll be in Nashville New Year's Eve, so uh -oh. um, get a chance to see the ball drop. That'd be pretty interesting. Be cool. But um, as much as I want to see, I will have this game on my phone as much as possible, as much internet as it allowed me to. Um, so I'm going to stay updated on this game as much as possible. But the uh, the main thing with this game is uh, obviously the Michigan run game. Um, I do not see Michigan's beating us with their quarterback. And if they do, we absolutely suck. I'm yeah. just going to go ahead. Yeah. McNamara is great to me. That's what I'm saying. Michigan will not beat us. If, if Well, I don't see them beating us. If Michigan's going to beat us, they're going to beat us running the ball all over us. And that's one thing I do believe Georgia is really good at stopping. That's the strength of Georgia. That's the strength of Michigan. Yeah. Who, which team is going to, who's going to, um, you know, the be trenches, the one to bully. Dude. This is going to be trench warfare, dude, all day long. All day. That's all it's going to be. You might see a little pop pass here and there, but, you know, we now, I do feel like we can throw the ball a little bit on Michigan. Problem is, um, uh, Michigan do have some really good defensive linemen. Uh, yeah, they got a couple. They, they, mm -hmm. they will really get after that quarterback, man. So, well, we can't be back there pitter-patting with that ball. We got to have some play mm -hmm. action. 
ball out quick, some screens, stuff, stuff that is set up off the run, you know, passes that are set up off the run. Um, but besides that, man, I, I don't, I don't really see too much. How, uh, um, uh, I, I do believe Michigan can beat us. Uh, they have the team too. If Michigan is going to beat Georgia, I could see them beating Georgia in a close game. Um, but if not, I feel like Georgia can win this one decisively, man. I think Georgia can win this game by at least uh, ten points. Uh, they play, they play up to their par. Uh, Michigan got a good team, man. Jim Harbaugh is he's coaching with a chip on his shoulder as well, man. A lot of people, you know, they doubted Jim. You know, they said Jim can't do this, can't do that. You know, um, so I think uh, he he wants to go in here and not only win, but you know, beat a top tier SEC team like Georgia and get opportunity to play potentially Alabama, you know, and also try to beat them as well. So uh, this will be a big game uh, for Michigan. Uh, uh, this is bigger This is bigger for Michigan than Georgia, in my opinion, because Georgia, we all know what Georgia's trying to do. Georgia's been the perennial team of the entire season. They've been a number one team. Uh, everybody have already sworn them in to win the national championship before the SEC title, uh, before the SEC championship game happened. You know, everybody was like, Georgia's going to win the national championship. Georgia, you know, it was already given to a lot of people. And, uh uh, now Georgia is, is they to me they've taken the underdog role because now everybody's like, well, you the Georgia, you the Georgia that we all thought you were mm-hmm. the, the, the fraud, you're the frauds. So Georgia is now playing that underdog role. They gotta, you know, take back to what they had. It's like, okay, now if we're the so-called frauds, well, now let's come back and prove to y'all we're not. We're actually the team we we've seen all season. So they got a little chip on their shoulder. So it's gonna be an interesting game. Um I just hope uh, I just hope uh, Georgia come to play, man. Uh, they can't be having one of those games like that, man. They 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 got to come to play, man. They got to yeah. come to play. Yeah, you're right. Um, I mean, I got some stuff I got to drop on you. There's gonna be a lot of information here. I'm about to to let a little loose, man. And here we, yes, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, I did post that said Georgia should be playing with 100 near 100 percent of their players. Yeah, yeah. That, now there is that, and you you saw where I was talking about stuff on uh, in the group t- text. Um, so reports came out earlier this this week, or not really reports, but stuff that I you know here in my little circle um, of of people that I know that kind of have some inside information to things that we've had a lot of guys that have been out sick. There's something going around that a lot of guys it was pretty bad. Like I'm talking about pretty like real real sick like. They, you know, they weren't feeling well at all. We don't know if it was COVID. We don't know if it was the flu. They weren't really be testing them. They were just, uh, you know, I don't know the whole uh, detail to it, but um, we we didn't know what was going around. But they were they were ill. All right, so it really wasn't looking good earlier this week. Uh, like Torres said, though, it's kind of changed uh, since that time. You know, where we're starting to look at more close to 100% of players are going to be available. We got JT Daniels and George Pickens flying in. Uh, what was it? I think yesterday or yeah, it was yesterday they, they, they flew in. So I don't know. We were saying that. And then there was another rumor going around that, hey, JT Daniels might be starting. We saw that get shot down yesterday by Munkin. So apparently there's been some guys that really put a lot of uh, financial support into UGA's football program that have been kind of wanting to see JT, um, you know, actually get some reps. So and we're not the only ones frustrated. You know, guys, they, there's even people that are higher up. It's than the food chain. Hey. To me, it's, to me, if you if you were going to make any of this decision, you should have done it during the season yep. or uh, against a Georgia Tech or against a you know a team Charles or Southern. 
those were the games where you could have easily made JT Daniels the starter mm-hmm. and been Stinson, you're going to start SC Championship. Stinson, you are our main guy. We just need to get him some quality first quarter, second quarter, throughout a game reps. You can do that. That defense wasn't going to yeah. give up no points for the Southern Georgia Tech. You could have done that easily. But, you know, dude, now I understand, yes, we, we all know what happened with Tua and all that, but, dude, that's a once in a that, freaking yeah, that life. Doesn't happen I, often. That don't that that don't happen often. That was unprecedented Please. when it happened. You know, we had never seen anybody that, do anything like that. Was. Like, I, I hate when people like to use, well, you remember? Yes, I do remember. But those are called outliers. Those things don't happen often. That's the reason why you need to get him reps. What Tua did was, was incredible. I, I will not deny. But yeah. what Tua did, you can't do that with everyone. What Ohio State did uh, when they lost, uh, what was the first quarterback name? Uh, Barrett was it JT Barrett? They they won him. It was actually another one. It, they was, lost uh, him. it was it wasn't Braxton. It wasn't Braxton Miller. Was Bra- Bra- Braxton Miller? It was yes. him. Okay. They lost Braxton Miller. Then they lost JT Barrett. Barrett. You know, as we went through. The, then uh, they got a Cardell Jones. Cardell Jones. So they, when the, when are they all that? Yes, that's very rare as well. You know, like I mean, we can't we can't depend on you know that type of history like that. I I you for for guys to actually perform, they need reps, and I feel like you know if you want to throw them in the fire against that Michigan defense, go ahead. But hey, uh, you know, and I think he do he will play well because of his uh, supporting cast. Mm-hmm. But man. If he get out there fumbling the ball, getting sacked, you know, missing throws, missing reads, don't be sitting here getting mad at him. You know, you can't get mad at him. He ain't got reps, you know. For real, yeah. And <laughs> it is what it is. Mm-hmm. So, well, just just to continue a little bit on about the negative news I was hearing, there was also some news that there had been multiple player only meetings that have happened. So not not there was one that happened. Literally, I think the day of the so it was that Sunday where they did the college football playoff selection show. There was a player only meeting, and what I heard was that it was in regards to the Dan Lanning situation. There was stuff going around about Dan Lanning, and it ended up being true uh, that he already knew he was getting the Oregon job, and that he was trying to get players to go with him to Oregon. Uh, he was talking to players about going with him to Oregon, and it was confirmed. I'm not mad at it because Kirby did the same thing when he left Alabama, so we can't get mad at that, you know, if if other people do that too. It was recruits. It was recruits. Well, no, he, he was doing it with current players too. Remember they there was that uh, – it's slipping my, na- my mind right now, but there was a defensive back that came from Bama, that, Kirby Smart's first year, that was really good. Mo um, – God almighty, his name was Mo something, but – uh, I'll look that up here in a little bit, but he he was getting trying to get players to come with him too, but that happened. Okay, probably shouldn't have happened the week of uh, you know when we had our biggest game of the year, but you know it, it happened. Um, and then apparently there's been other player meetings. Uh, a lot of um, a lot of upset people uh, about the Alabama game still about how that kind of transpired, what happened then, uh, the other things. So. Anytime you have multiple player only meetings, it's never a good sign. That gives me hesitation, man. I, I'm I've I've been pretty worried about Michigan, but then you know we just start hearing that there's 100 close to 100 people playing. It's got me feeling a bit better. So I think we could still end up winning this thing. I'm not ready to say. I, I don't know if I ever will come around to saying that we're going to be Bama in the national championship. Should we face them? I think that's still Bama's to win. 
Uh, I gotta, I gotta say it. Gotta keep it real here, man. It's just, it don't. I don't. I just don't think they got it, man. I don't. I and I, I, I now, I now doubt our coaches because we did something really stupid when we needed to uh, actually play our best. So I just, I can't. I don't have any real hope, man. I don't. I don't. So I can't really do it. I can't. So should, should we win this and should Alabama win their game? I still, I got Alabama winning it, man. I just, I just got to. I got to keep it real. Is the is the defensive coordinator is will he be coaching he through will. the playoffs? He will. He will. So and he'll be he'll be having the primary duties. He'll be doing the calls and everything. And then of course we still got Schumann and Muschamp that are helping out. You know, kind of in that facet. So um, he's wanting to finish this thing off. We'll see. You know, if he ends up doing it the right way. Hopefully, I mean, like you said, I do have a, a slight, slight little. I'll give him a puncher's chance against Alabama. You know, just because it's hard to beat the same team twice. You know, you got that little narrative of, um, you know, all right, you you exploited us in that one game. Now we get a chance to face you again. We're now the underdogs. Maybe now we have that bulletin board material because God only knows Jordan Davis has been getting absolutely picked on on Twitter, bro. Yeah. They've been just they've been tearing that dude up. They've been tearing Georgia up. So uh, we got plenty of bulletin board material to kind of uh, get us motivated. So we'll, we'll see if that's enough to you know get a big win against Michigan, and then from there, you know maybe have somewhat of a chance against Alabama. So that, that's where I stand, man. That's where I stand. Well, I mean, I mean, everything you just said is, is there's nothing against it. Uh, I mean, you make valid points, mm. uh, especially if you have a bunch of uh, only player meetings. Um, I don't like because that. Because I, I, I take that from my own experience. Uh, one of our losing seasons we had at UTC, we used to have like an only player meeting after every game almost. You oh, know, like – you know, it was almost like, you know, it was just a bunch of mess. So I know how it feels. People griping about stuff, probably. Griping about unnecessary stuff, you know, because, like, let's be honest, you know, if we were winning, if you're winning games, uh, now I know everything leads to another. But, you know, like putting the, putting the your jersey, your practice jersey on the, on the wrong loop, you know what? What are we? What are we having the only player meeting for that type? You know, players start to pick small things out to say this is the reason why it's leading to us losing when that's actually not the reason why. It's just something else. Oh, there's trash on the floor. Now, that's the reason why we're three and eight. No, that's that's not the reason why we're three and eight. Come on now, because mm-hmm. don't don't be stupid. Let's be honest. I bet you've seen a piece of trash here and there in New England's or Alabama's locker room. Now, is it all the time? No, but come on, man. Somebody has mistakenly picked the wrong loop on somebody in Alabama's locker room. Is that the reason why they lost to Texas A&M? No, it is not. Yeah. Yes, things lead, small things does lead up to a bigger picture, yes. But don't start going and griping at these small things when you having to handle some of the bigger things that is what's the main reason why what's going on. Yes, with a defensive coordinator going to Oregon and he's trying to recruit players that are already there, yes, that's going to add some tension to what's going on. Yes, us losing to Alabama in the fashion that we did is going to add tension to what's going on. Yes, um, the quarterback uh, carousel that is going on at a starting position is going to add a lot of tension. There's a lot of things like that because I'm telling you, I know for a fact, I mean, I've been on a team where we've had two quarterbacks where half of the team was like, this quarterback should play over this quarterback. Yes. There are guys on UGA's team currently that is all in favor of JT Daniels, especially when JT was starting. When he was starting last year, when he got when they had guys there with JT Daniels, there's a lot of guys that are on 
you got to remember, there's some players that are starting that hangs out with JT Daniels, uh, going out to a club or going out when when they're not playing football. Those mm-hmm. guys are always going to lean to JT Daniels' side. So you're always going to have a division. It's the team that is able to come together and be like, regardless of who at quarterback, I'm going to protect them. I'm going to do what I need to do. And we're going to make sure we do everything we can to help them win. So that's the team that wins. That's the reason why Alabama is able to win. That's the reason why a team like New England, you know, a lot of people were mad when Drew Bledsoe. You know, anybody seen him? You seen the man in the arena? It's really I good. Haven't. I want to watch that so bad. I don't got the ESPN Plus. Though. Really good. One of the, I mean, what we're talking about right here is when Drew Bledsoe, you know, got hurt, he was under this impression. I'm going to come back and I'll become a starter, you know, when I get healthy. Mm. And there were some players on the team. And I was like, Drew, I think Drew is. He should come back and start. But then there was like, but Brady's winning. So why pull him yeah, out? Same yeah. Ran into, you know, same thing ran into with from and uh fields. Yeah. I mean, why why pull from? I mean, we're winning. <laughs> why, why pull them out? We're winning. For you know, real. but we if we would have won the national championship, what is your case against from? We literally lost the championship on a stupid second and 26 play. Mm-hmm. The chance that happening, you can't blame that on from. Like, come on, man. He did everything he could to win that championship now, and he was a freshman. So, you know, and then, oh, well, you need to put somebody else in. Oh, Justin Fields, he's the one, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, and fans, dude, it's, it's hard. It's hard with some fans, man, I tell you. Because yeah. <laughs> there's so many factors. There's so many components to what brings the overall story of what goes on in a football team, what goes on in a football game, where it's hard to attack every single one of them because fans come to this deliberate, out of nowhere, a conclusion that oh, the only reason why this don't happen because this is it's Coach Smart. He don't know what he's doing. Mm. That's not always the case, dude. Sometimes you got to really get coached. Those players don't listen. I know how that is. Yeah. Like come on, there's so many other factors that go into what's going on, especially with what what's going on with Georgia. Now, if Georgia going to this game and stinking up against Michigan, I can put this on the coaches. Yeah. Now, I, I, I will say what I saw against Alabama. I pit some of that on those coaches. A lot of because them. Because I, um, uh, I, I hated some of those decisions, and I hated how we changed up our game plan. Now, to that, I put on the coaches. That wasn't player fault. Now, we knew we had problems at the DBs. We knew we, we was lacking there per, in personnel. But besides, there was a lot of other things that they could have done to help negate some of that, and I feel like those mm-hmm. coaches put those players in some bad positions. So, Michigan game, if we over here giving up a bunch of I'm going to tell you something. Michigan start running all over us and start throwing all over us. I'm going to have some questions. Yeah. There's going to be some real questions. Seriously. Like, what the heck now? What, what is going on? I'm right there with you. Uh, while, while you were doing that, I, I actually looked up the name of the guy that uh, – uh, the main point of conflict that there was with Georgia or um, with Kirby bringing some, a player from Alabama it was Maurice Smith, if you remember. Mo Smith. Maurice Smith. Yes, yeah. I do. Uh-huh. I do. Yeah, and he was he was good. He was good for Georgia. He he did really good. Um, but you remember there was a whole situation with him being a graduate graduate transfer, and Alabama was blocking him from going to Georgia. There was a whole right. saga uh, about it. Because I remember Nick Saban was talking about that at a press conference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was it was a whole to do. So um, that's the guy that I was referring to earlier when we were talking about you know Kirby taking people from uh, Alabama with him when he left. So um, yeah, man. I mean. Both of us, I mean, I'll stick with my picks. So, Georgia over Michigan and Alabama over Cincinnati. And then ultimately, I got Alabama 
uh, winning it? Are you, yeah, you're of the same agreeing, agreement, right? <sighs> Sadly, yes. Yeah. Yes, we yeah, like you said, there is a chance. There's a small chance you know, that maybe something else could happen. Let me, hey, let me see how, well, you can't, I can't do that. You can't. Can. You can't. I was going to say, let me see how Georgia play Michigan and Alabama play since, but we seen literally Alabama look like absolute dog crap against yeah. Auburn. Yep. Yeah, so you can't, you can't. Throws make everything that out the window. Throws everything. Yeah. So, um, couple quick picks. Let's do a couple of these tomorrow. We got a couple of them. I'm just going to throw these out here. So you got North Carolina versus South Carolina and the Dukes Mayo Bowl. Who you got? Uh, North Carolina versus South Carolina. Really? Yeah. Yeah. In a bowl? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Actually, I, like that. I, I did. I do too. Uh. I'm actually going to go with this. Uh, lately, the SEC has been, they've lost every single bowl game uh, so far. Uh, so I'm going to go with uh, North Carolina. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with that as well, even though I do think South Carolina could do enough to, you know, muck it up, make it close. Uh, Tennessee and Purdue. Ooh, rematch of what was that, last year or was that two years ago when they played in an early game and uh, Purdue beat them? Was that the trash um, can? Or no, that, that was back when Butch Jones was there, the trash can thing. Uh, the trash <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tennessee looks solid. I, I'm going to go with Tennessee. Tennessee yeah, Tennessee's favored by six. Uh, the offense looks really good. I like the, the look of them. And then they got Brendan Hooker coming back next year. So, um, yeah. I, solid. I'll, go, I'll go Tennessee as well. All right. Pittsburgh, Michigan State. This will be a good one. Mm, is the running back playing? Kenneth Walker? Ooh, I had to look. I think – all right, so let's see. Or without biggest stars, let's see here. Key matchup players to watch. Figures. I don't know. Be- I'm trying to think who who is out because uh, I mean, the Panthers won't have Kenny Pickett. Oh, really? Uh huh. So that's going to definitely throw a wrench in the mix. Oh, I think if Kenneth Walker is going to be in or not, I'm trying to find it. Um, I'm not seeing anything. If he's not- I'm about to say, I think, well, if he's playing, uh, I don't, I think Michigan State wins. I'm about to say, it's, it's, to me, it could be a toss up. Uh, neither one of those guys, if Kenneth or Walker don't play. Uh, yeah. But yeah, give, uh, give me Michigan State. Same here. Michigan State's got a, a just a good, well overall around team. So I'll go with them as well. Um, let's see here. Saturday, we got Oklahoma State, Notre Dame. Ooh. I'll go, I'll go Oklahoma State here. I'm actually gonna go with Notre Dame. All right, cool, cool. Uh, I'm, 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 I think I think Notre Dame uh, with their new coach is gonna uh, come in with a with a different vibe. I think okay, he. Then. Free, uh, was it Marcus Freeman? Yeah, Marcus Freeman. Okay, then um, Iowa, Kentucky. Give me. That's interesting. I'm going to go Kentucky on this one. Really? Yeah. I, I don't play good in those bowl games, man. Sometimes uh, Dude, give me Iowa. Give me Iowa. Okay. All right. Uh, Utah versus Ohio State. And Ohio State now has Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave out. So, Ooh. keep that in mind. I'm going Utah. Say, give, me, give me Ohio State. All right. And then, uh, last but not least, Baylor Ole Miss. I'll take Baylor. Ooh, that's tough. I'll take Baylor. 
Baylor has looked good this year, man. Then I'm gonna go Baylor as well. Cool. Baylor has looked really good. I'm gonna go Baylor. All right, yeah. And before we end the show, uh, real quickly, uh, we saw the news yesterday. John Madden passed away. What age? Eighty-five, I think, is what it was. Uh, so I figured it would, it, we'd be doing a, a disservice if we didn't somewhat even mention that. Um, obviously, you know, I didn't grow up in the times of you know John Madden coaching the Raiders or really seeing him at his peak. I guess broadcast wise, you know, I mean, we caught like the tail end. I reckon, but even then, I was I was still pretty young. Um, so I don't know if I was quite watching football like I do now. Uh, but obviously, um, John Madden he had, a, he had a profound impact on the game of football. Um, by a lot of people, he's the goat when it comes to um, you know the way he used to do um, his commentating and announcing. Um, you know, just a, a sad day. And then I think there was another guy. There was a, another dude from uh, ESPN that died that used to cover the Bears yesterday. So yesterday was mm-hmm. just a tough a tough day overall. But um, obviously, Madden has a has a big place in our hearts because we all grew up playing. Uh, the game named after him. We all played the game. That's and right. Football. So, um, figured we would be doing a, a disservice, like I said, if we didn't at least mention that today. I would ask you, Torres, what's your favorite Madden moment? But I don't even know if I have a favorite <laughs> favorite uh, Madden moment myself because, like I said, we didn't grow up in those times. I actually got one. You got one? Uh, 2009 Super Bowl, Cardinals versus Steelers. Uh, James Harrison with the 100-yard uh, return. Uh-huh. Listen Listen to his analysts on that. It's really good. Okay, but, so John uh, Madden was doing that. He was doing that game. He, he, that actually was the last game he uh, commentated. Wow. He commentated from okay, 2000, 2008. 2008, okay. I'm sorry, not 2006. I'm sorry, uh, from 2000 uh, – uh, was it 2000? No, actually 19-something. He, he was commentating from like 19-something to like 2008. And then, you know, obviously the 2009 Super Bowl, so it was – that's what they mean, but yeah, that yeah. was the last. Okay, yeah, and I, I forgot all about that then that he was uh, commentating that game. That's cool though. Yeah, that was obviously a big play, uh, a crazy play, one of the best plays probably of the NFL ever. So, um, mm-hmm. for sure, that's definitely a good memory. All right, so uh, that's going to do it for today. Anything else you wanted to bring up? No, man, that's uh, all she wrote. You know, just yeah. keep on keeping on. So everybody, get ready to go. We going into this new year, so let's get this thing popping. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, guys, that's going to do it for today's show. Thank you so much for listening in. Uh, you know, give us a, a subscription over on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere podcasts are located. Uh, also, you know, feel free to write us a review if you feel like you really like this show. Let us know. Uh, we, we'd appreciate you know reading through those. It gives us motivation to to keep on going. Uh, give us those follows over on uh, Twitter at the TNT Podcast, over on Instagram at TT underscore Podcast. All uh, the likes, the shares, the retweets, everything like that, guys. We we really do um, appreciate that, and uh, you know we, we're looking forward to another great year. You know of doing this. Obviously, uh, the new year starting up here soon, so uh, we're gonna keep this thing pumping. We're gonna keep on chugging, keep on trucking. Uh, hopefully, you do the same um, in whatever facet of life um, you know you're, you're working through right now. Um, and with that being said, have a happy new year uh, from the TNT podcast, and we'll see you next time. Boom, boom.